And God, I bind every hindering spirit in this place on tonight. I bind every weary spirit, God, because you said you would give the weary rest. God, I bind every tired spirit, God, in this place on tonight, and I loose your strength because you said the joy of the Lord is our strength on tonight. And we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. So we thank you, God, for doing a good work, God, a finished work, even unto the day of Jesus Christ. We give you glory, honor, and praise, God, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. It is so good to be amongst the living, amen, to continue to do what God has called all of us to do. I want to um, start tonight um, dealing with prayer. We went over um, prayer dealing with Nehemiah and how he went to the Lord when he was going through with his enemies coming against him. So I want to talk about prayer a little bit more, and we're going to get in more depth with prayer because I believe that's what we all need to be doing at all times because the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. Um, What is prayer? Prayer is communicating with God. It occurs when man talks to God and God talks to man. Prayer is communicating with God. It occurs when man talks with God and God talks with man. When we pray, we should be expecting God to speak to us. When we pray, we should expect God to speak to us. And what we first of all need to know when we're going into prayer with God, communicating with God, we should know the voice of God. And that's where I'm going to start at first, knowing the voice of God. Go with me to John 10, verse 3 through verse 5. And I believe all of us are familiar with John chapter 10. It says, verse 3, to him the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he call his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he go before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So the first thing it says that he calleth his own sheep out by name. God knows us. And he don't just deal with all of them together. He call each individual by name. So they have a relationship with the Father. And that's what I want to begin with. You know, when we go into prayer with God, God will begin to speak to us. And we get to know his voice. The more we come into fellowship with him, the more we spend time with him, we get familiar with God and know that he's talking with us to know him means that we have an intimate relationship with him when we spend time with each other we get to know one another the less time you spend with the person the less you know about that person this is why we have so many conflicts in the church outside the church in our homes because even with married couples people can be married but be not together They can be in the same house and can be so distant and so far apart because the husband ain't talking to the wife, the wife ain't talking to the husband. I remember it was several years ago when I was growing up. I was in this couple's home, and I had spent the night with them, and I noticed the coldness that was in that home. They wouldn't speak to each other. They had separate bedrooms, but they shared the same house. And I was like, this just don't seem right because that's not how I was raised. So they were in different rooms, and you could tell that their relationship was not a loving relationship. The husband would come home, not even speak to the wife, not even acting like the wife was there. She would cook for him. She would do what she had to do. She worked also, but they just didn't communicate. And when she would ask him something, he would be red snobbish towards her. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? This should not be. Because I know that's not the home that I was raised in. You know, I was used to a home with communication, how they communicated, how they talked, they laughed together. So when you saw something outside of that, you knew something was wrong. So it was just like they were married, but they weren't together. They were roommates. So when you're in a marriage, you have to communicate with one another. So when you communicate with one another, it brings that closeness. It brings that connection Um, with that person and you get to know that person well so even when that person try to fool you 
you know, oh, you playing. I know you. That's not you. That's not what you would do. Or even when somebody would say that's um, what that person did, you would say, no, that person didn't do that. I know that person better than that. So the more you get to know a person, no matter what people say about that person, you know them outside of what a person is saying. Just like in in church, um, we know we're the church, we come in here and we fellowship. If I fellowship more with Miss Deborah and I don't fellowship with Teresa, then I feel more comfortable with Miss Deborah. We can talk, we can laugh, you know, so I know how to far to go with Miss Deborah. But Teresa, if I never talk with her, if I never speak with her, if I never spend time with her, I'll go to Miss Deborah and say, Teresa got a problem. She don't speak to nobody. She act real snobbish. It's because I got so close to Sister Deborah, but never spent the time with Teresa. So when I start spending time with Teresa and get to know Teresa, I'll go to Sister Deborah and say, you know, Teresa ain't like what everybody says she is. Teresa is talkative. She don't know when to shut up when she starts talking. So when you get to know a person outside of what people say, you won't have that same perceptive about that person. So that's what we need to do with God. We need to get to know him personally for ourselves. Just like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. She spent time with Jesus at that well. She had a conversation with him. In that conversation, she perceived that he was a prophet. But after the conversation was over with him, she realized um, who he was. And she began to talk about him with other people. And those people wanted to get to know him from what she told them about him. So when they got to know him, they said, not only do we believe on him because of what you said, but we believe on him because we heard him for ourselves. So that's a connection. That's um, a relationship that's having fellowship. And the more you do that with each other, you would have a different perception perception of who you're around you will understand why this person is like they are some people don't understand people they go on what they observe instead of spending time and then they put somebody's name out there and it ain't like that so we need to get to know a person so we can um you know have fellowship with them so when we know the father we know his likes we know his dislikes and as we get to know him we know when he's speaking to us Look at Acts 9, 3, verse 6. Now, remember I talked about how he called those sheep by name. Now, they say that sheep are dumb. And the shepherd, what he does, he has to lead those sheep. When one sheep go astray, he has to go find that sheep. If he don't go find that sheep, that sheep will probably go over the cliff and die. So that shepherd, he'll risk his life going after that one sheep. And that sheep know his voice when he's calling him because he called him by name. Why? Because he spent time with those sheep. And Acts chapter 9, verse 3 through 6 And it says, this is dealing with Saul, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? So see, God, Jesus was calling him by name. So that means that he was, remember I say he called his sheep by name. So he called Saul by his name and said, who art thou, Lord, that calleth me? See, he didn't know him. He didn't recognize his voice at that point. And then Jesus identified himself and he said, and the Lord said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecute. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished saying, Lord, what would thou have me to do? That's when he accepted him as his Lord. Because when he identified himself of who he was, he accepted him as his Lord and as his Savior. Jesus called him out by name. That was a personal thing. And then it said, And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. So Saul got to know him by hearing his voice. He called him out personally by his name. But listen at what happened with the ones that was with Saul on that day. Verse 7. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Now, Paul brought this out in Acts 22, 9. He said, And they were with me, saw indeed the light, and were afraid. But they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. Now, it says in Acts 9, 7, 
that they heard the voice. And Paul is saying that they did not hear the voice that spoke to me. So what's going on here? What's going on here is when the word of God go forth and you do not open your heart for the word that's going forth, guess what? It's like you haven't heard him. So this is why the word of God says in John eight forty three, why do you misunderstand what I say? It is because you're unable to hear what I'm saying. You cannot bear to listen to my message. Your ears are shut to my teaching. This is the world. See, Saul opened up his heart when he said, who art thou? And when Jesus told him who he was, he accepted that call right then. He accepted the call of salvation right then. These men that was with him, they heard. But see, their heart was not open. It was not opened up to receive that voice of what they heard. Their heart was closed. That's what the sometime when we're ministering the good news and the gospel, you're going to find some that do accept him as Lord, and you're going to find some, some that don't because they're not opening up their heart. So they were there with Saul, but Jesus made it personal with him and called him by name. They heard the voice, but they didn't understand what they were hearing because they didn't open up their heart. We as saved folks, we can hear the same message, but our heart can be so hardened to what we're hearing that we don't hear it. It's just like it going one ear and out another and somebody sitting right beside you saying, you didn't hear that. No, I didn't hear that. This is what I heard. Because when your heart is hardened, you're not hearing the same thing. So we see that your heart has to be open and have to be receptive when the word is coming to receive it. And some people reject the word because of where their heart is. They're dull of hearing and they cannot understand. I'll give you an example. Just like if I'm giving you the word right now and you come in here and you're ready to receive that word and I'm speaking as the Lord tell me to speak let's say Renee come to me and she say pastor I heard you calling my name I heard you say Renee when you said that scripture I didn't say her name but her heart was so open she heard God calling her so when you hear a teaching and God is pricking your heart if I'm teaching on a fence and you don't realize that you have a fence and all of a sudden when I'm preaching, you're saying, oh my God, apostle told me I had a fence. I didn't call your name. But see, the Holy Spirit was tugging at your heart, letting you know you're an offensive person. You need to deal with that through the word of God. See, some people get it mixed up. See, what they do, they play a blame game. If I'm up here teaching and God is using me to teach, they'll say, you talking about me. Did I call your name? No, you didn't call my name, but I know you're talking about me. No, it's the Holy Spirit pricking your heart, and he's speaking to you, and you're coming at me because you think it's me trying to throw you out there under the bus. This is what's happening. So the Lord speaks even through people that he used to bring forth a message. So don't get upset. Say, yes, Lord, your servant hear you. What about Samuel? Samuel did not know the voice of the Lord. The word of God was um, shut off from them. But when Samuel heard him, he thought it was Eli because he spent a lot of time with Eli. Eli had to tell him after the third time, go lay back down. It's the Lord speaking to you. When he speak again, you know, say your servant hears. From that day forward, Samuel recognized God's voice. He knew when God was speaking. Because Samuel was spending so much time with God from receiving that first word he received from God. I need to say this again. Whoever God is using to minister, to teach the word, if they hit on a subject that you're dealing with and you're hearing your name called and they ain't called your name, that's God speaking to you. Through that message, take it and say, God, thank you for speaking to me. Thank you that my heart was ready. My heart was open. It was receptive to receive it. The enemy wants you to be mad at the person who's bringing the message because he don't want you to be delivered from whatever's going on in your life. Some people think, oh, people's telling her stuff. People don't tell me nothing. Half the time, people want to keep stuff from me. But I thank God for the Holy Ghost who allows me to get into the word of God and bring forth what God want me to bring forth at that time. And people should know, wait a minute, did I call her? Wait a minute, I told, I told that old sister niece. She close to apostle. She done told it. That's what she done did. And she put me across the pulpit. See, you, you're thinking, out. you got to be spiritually minded. 
You can't be carnally minded. If you don't want nobody to know, don't tell nobody. Because whatever God want to do, God's going to do it. And I'm going to be open to hear what God, I don't understand, God, why you want me to bring that. I don't understand why you changed my message on tonight. Y'all, I'm sitting there. I had my teaching ready from last Tuesday. So I said, wow, I got my teaching ready. Let me go back over it and review it. Soon as I sat down, God said, I want you to put this here. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll put all these scriptures ahead of what you want me to what you already previously gave me, I'll just put these ahead. So we need to be obedient to God. When God is showing us something, he's showing us for a reason to help somebody in the room. Did that help you to understand? When somebody is teaching, even though they haven't called your name, you feel like they're talking about me. That's because God is talking to you. He's letting you know that's a word for you. Take that word. Don't get offensive about that. I need for you to handle this situation. But the enemy want us to be mad so we can't get delivered from whatever we've been holding. So this is what happened dealing with Saul. He was getting to know God's voice. The other ones did not hear. They heard it, but they didn't understand it. So it didn't mean anything to them. So let's look at um, this verse verse of scripture here. So their hearts were not open, and this is why... They could not hear what God was saying, um, even unto Saul. It was personal. So let's look at 1 John five fourteen through 15. We're talk, talking about knowing God's voice. We're talking about hearing God. It says in 1 John five fourteen through 15, which we are familiar with this verse of scripture. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hear us. We have to have boldness. We have to have assurance that when we go to God and we're going to him according to his word, that God hear us. Before you even go to God, you should go to God based on what he said. And you should know that he already heard you before you even speak. That's how it works with God because you go into him with his word. Don't go to God outside of his word because God is not going to go outside of his word. And it's saying, and if we know that he hear us, if you're not sure that God hear you, ain't no point of you going to him. It says, and if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. How do we know we have it? Because we have asked him according to his word according to his will so we know we already have it before we ask isn't that awesome we're coming to God with his very own word so we know God is open to hear us this one here I do this one all the time Proverbs four twenty through 22 when we go to God and we get to know God this is what we have to understand my child and son pay attention to my words When we're going to God, he wants us to pay attention. He wants us to listen. This is why the next verse says, listen closely to what I say. Bend your ear to my speech. So just like we're in here tonight, we're supposed to have our heart open to listen, to hear God speaking to us. We should be ready and say, God, I know you have a word for me tonight. God, speak to my heart. God, I'm open. I'm receptive to hear what you have to say. There's something that you want to say to me tonight, God, and I don't want to miss it. So I'm bending my ear. I'm listening to hear from you. And he said, don't ever forget my words. Let your eyes slip. Keep them always in mind. Guard them in your heart. And the reason why we do this is because there are the key to life for those who find them and they bring help to the whole body. So each time we come together in fellowship and God's word, which is bringing life, is um, being presented, is being spoken. We should listen carefully and say, God, that word is going to give me life and it's going to give help to all my flesh. So I want to listen. I want to be attentive. God, I want to hear what you have to say because I know, God, when your word is going forth, there's something for me. I don't care how many times I have heard it. Evidently, I haven't heard it enough. So God, speak. Your servant is ready to hear. God, your word brings life. And I want that life from your word. God, you're speaking to me. 
me personally. My heart is open, God. God, just bring it on. Feed me with your word. My spirit need the word of God. It need the word of life. It need that nourishment. You're the vine. I'm the branch, God. Without you, God, I'm nothing. So here I am, Lord. I want to be set ablaze. I want to be put on fire when it comes to your word. That's how we supposed to be. That's that zeal. That's that excitement. That's wanting the word more than we want anything else. Have you ever wanted the word more than you wanted food? I have. Because guess what? When things happen in our lives, food is the farthest thing from our mind. Hello, somebody. When we hear sad news or something come upon us, we don't want to eat. We don't want no food. Only thing we want to know is, God, what are you saying? God, what do you want me to do about this? God, I don't want to do something out of your will, God. I could do this, but God, I don't know if you want me to do this. Speak, Lord. Let me know what you want me to do. That's what we do when we go through some hard times. But when we don't go through hard times, are we waiting to hear from him? Are we getting that our relationship, that fellowship with him in the right place where we can hear God at all times? That means we got to turn off things that we turn on so much. That means that we got to spend more time with him than we're spending more time with other things. The more time you spend with God, the more you'll be able to hear him clearly. The more you can go about your day and God is steady speaking. And as he's speaking to you, you're speaking to him. And you're saying, yes, that's right, God, I hear you. I'll do that. And it's so awesome, y'all. I was in the um, grocery store the other day. And as I was in the grocery store, I was putting things in my buggy. And as I was putting them in my buggy, you know how sometimes we check the dates on stuff to make sure it's okay. But all of a sudden, I just start putting stuff in the buggy and going on. And all of a sudden, God checked me. He said, you were so quick to put that in the buggy and ready to put that in your mouth and don't even know if it's good. I'm like, okay. And I knew what he was saying. He said, if everybody would be that quick when it come to my word, not checking behind me, but just taking it for what I said, oh, God, forgive me. I said, forgive me. Because we throw a lot in our buggies. We use a lot of products, women. We get our nails done, don't know what that acrylic going to do to the nail beds. We wear weave, don't know if it's going to take it out. We do perms. We do, what else we do? Get our feet done. We even let them use them little tools on our feet, those little things on our fingernails. We, and if they tell us something is okay, we say okay and we use it. Is that not right? If they say it's okay, it's been approved by FDA. Is that what they call it? We take it. We don't, who take another thought about it? Let's be honest. Who take a thought about when you go in restaurants? Do you sit there and you diagnose your food and say, let me see. Did they spit in this? Did they do this to this? What is that? Do we do that or do we just, oh, bless the Lord and eat it? That's what we do. We put trust in those things because we think there's nothing wrong with them. But when God speaks to us, and say, Monica, trust in me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your path. I will instruct you. I will teach you. I will guide you with mine eye. Let's say, Monica said, who did? Was that God? I'm using that as an example. We're not as quick with his word like we would everything else. We believe what mechanics say when we take the car to them. Amen, somebody. If they tell you you need a motor and you got the money to get a motor, you say fix it and you find out you didn't need a motor. Hello, somebody. We trust them. If they say you need to change your oil every 30 days, you change it every 30 days and don't need to change it every 30 days until God send you somebody and say, who told you that? Well, that's what they said. I've been changing it every 30 days. But you don't have to do that. God is speaking, but you ain't taking what God is saying. Well, my mechanic said I have to do it. That's what I'm going to keep doing. Okay. Then something happened because you didn't listen. Why is this, y'all? You know why this is? Because our fellowship with God is off. 
Because when God is sending you somebody to tell you opposite of what somebody else said, you should trust that enough to know, wait a minute, these people don't know me like that. Why, why, these people don't know me like that. Why would they say something? It's because God is speaking to you. He ain't actually called your name. They're saying, well, maybe you shouldn't do this at this time. That's God speaking to you personally. But we don't take God like that. We take everything else and we put it before God. The reason why is because we don't spend enough time communicating with God, knowing that our father knows what's best for us. Father, you know the timing of everything. God, you know the beginning from the end. God, you know my coming in. You know my going out. God, you know what I need right now. So, God, I have to wait on you. You said those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, God, you told me to be of a good courage. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. Come on, when you know all of these things and God is steady giving you these things, why don't we wait? Because we trust man more than we trust God. Once a person's mind get made up, they hear you, but they ain't going to do what you say. You ain't disobeying me or nobody else. You're disobeying God because God knows what's best for you. Sometimes we go through things we don't have to go through because we don't listen. That's why I say, are you listening? Are you listening? I guess not. Somebody's supposed to say, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Nobody said nothing, so I know you're not listening. I hear nobody say nothing. Nothing. See, that's what God is saying. Are you listening? Are you listening? I'm going to shake my head. See, you had to have some help with that. But if somebody was talking about somebody, you'd be bending that ear and act like you're looking at me. <sighs> I've done it. My husband be running his mouth and I'd be watching something. Won't you hush? I'm trying to hear the last part of this. <laughs> Y'all ever done that? You, you into a picture and somebody's running their mouth and you in your mouth. You just shut up. I'm trying to hear this. Now you're making me miss it. Because it's something I wanted to hear. Or sometimes he's talking to me and I could be in outer space. And he'll say, you listen to me? Uh-huh. What I say? I don't know. Who haven't done it? Looking right dead at the person. And act like we listening and ain't heard a thing. Man, what did I say? I don't know. What did you say? Because it's something we didn't want to hear. But if it's something I really wanted to hear, I'm in tone and I'm looking him dead in the face and I'm watching his lips and I'm making sure I don't miss nothing. That's how we're supposed to be with God. When we come before God, God, I don't want to miss nothing. God, I want to be able to see what you see so I can do what you do, but I have to listen to you to be able to see and do. So God, if I can't do that, I'm going to mess up in this day because you already know what my day is going to be about. God, I already know what I'm going to do in this day. You already know what I'm going to do. So help me, Lord, because if I don't supposed to do it, I don't want to do it. You already know where I'm going to go eat before I go there and eat. If I don't need to go there, God, you need to tell me right now because I'm about to go. And I can hear the Lord say, be anxious for nothing. But through prayer and supplication, I'm going. We're hearing the word, but that's not what we want to hear because we already know what we want to do. So that's why he said, my son, attend to my word, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for their life unto those that find them and their help to all your flesh. So we need to stay in the word. We need to be in tone with what the word is saying. People that are in prayer with God, people that communicate with God, God will send them to you because he loves you so much to let you know now is not the time. You don't need to do that right now. Learn to wait on me. Remember I told y'all about the vehicle my husband and me were going to get. It was a truck. And when we went through the financing to get it, the lady that was on the phone that was going to do the financing, she just come out and said, well, maybe this is not, she said, can I say something to you? Sure. Maybe this is not what God wants you to have. Who does that? I said, thank you, God. I'm listening. So we waited and he got what he needed because we waited on the Lord. Now we could have got anxious and been in a rush and say, oh, since they're financing, I'm going to get it. But that's why we wait on him. We don't do things just to look good. Or just let people know we're driving Bentleys or Mercedes or, or um, 
um, BMWs or what you call them cars that need battery. Um, yeah, them cars. We don't, we don't do all that Jaguars because it gets old. And then we have to continue to pay for something that God knew it wasn't time for us to have. So this is why we have to hear him and know what he's saying for such a time as this. Because God know about us. He know us by name. So how does God speak to you? I'm going to give you this right here. We talked about how we need to get to know God so we can know his voice. Oh, another thing is the last part of that verse. I want to go back to it. When it says in John 10, verse 5, And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of a stranger. Those sheep will not go with the stranger, because they're not familiar with that stranger. They will run and flee from him, because they say, No, you're not my shepherd. You're not the good shepherd. But look what we do. The enemy talks to us. He's a deceiver of the brother. When God give us a word and... If we're not familiar with God, we take anything to be truth. And we don't flee from it. We stay right there with it. And that's not how it's supposed to be. When the enemy is trying to turn us around from what God has saying, saying we flee. Just like when we know the Bible tells us to not commit adultery, we flee from it. We do what the word of God tells us to do when it's sitting in our face and we know that's not what we're supposed to do. We flee from it because that's not what God is saying. So I'm going to go back here. How do we know? How does God speak to you? Through the word. God speaks to us through his word. But if you're not in his word, that's why you don't know God is speaking. If, if you stay in the word of God, guess what the Holy Spirit's going to do? He's going to bring to your remembrance through the word what God has said. But if you don't have a lifestyle of going in the word, you're going to accept any and everything. You're going to trust even your mate when they ain't even in the word. When they tell you, let's do this. And y'all, you know it ain't no money there to do it. And they say, come on, we're going to walk by faith. Where you get that from? See, the enemy can use the word and turn it around. And make it for evil instead of for good. So that's why we got to hear God when we can hear him. Men, don't wait on your wife to tell you it's okay to do something. You better know it's okay before they tell you. Because if you don't check behind a woman, they'll mess you up. Some of them will. Sometimes we get so used to, just like my husband, I use me for an example. My husband let me handle all the bills. He ate, he had his clothes, the kids had what they need, but we was in debt so much, y'all, that I I couldn't breathe sometimes. I'm like, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? But he trusted me. When I said, oh, yeah, we can do it, he went along with it, didn't he check behind me? But when we got in all that debt, And finally, I got to know the Lord, and the Lord told me to sit down with my husband and share with my husband what we had. I sat down with that man. You know that man had the audacity to ask me, how did we get like this? Find time to ask me all these years, and you just asking me this? That's your fault. Don't blame it on me. This is why we got to communicate in marriages. It's good to let each other know where the bills lie. Whoever is in charge of them say, hey, baby, let's sit down. Let's discuss where we are. Let's discuss what's left over so we'll be on one accord. Don't just have somebody just throwing money out and you getting this and you getting that and you think everything okay. So now when you want to go and get you a loan for a house or get you a loan for a car and they tell you no and you say, the Lord is speaking. Don't trust people too much. I don't care who they are. You better know where your finances is for yourself. Just because that husband is bringing home the bacon and and you going out to these fancy restaurants and you can get you a pair of nice Nikes don't mean the finances okay. You better check behind. God is speaking. If it ain't in here, it's got to be online. Don't get in no argument now. Just lay it out on the table. See? You better know when God is speaking. And single people, they, I can hear them now. I'm glad I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Some single people can't even keep it together by themselves. So this is why we need to hear God. 
We need to know his voice so we'll know what to do and what not to do and when to do it. And if we're going to walk by faith for real, we got to know that God is speaking to us and telling us what to do by faith and not by sight. If God is telling you to do it and you know you ain't got the money in the bank, you better say, God, I really do need to hear you because I believe the peace that I got on the inside is telling me to do it. But you got to speak to my husband because we are one. We got to be on one accord. And that's how it always works. Speak to him, Lord. Or he'd say, speak to her. I remember my husband wanted this car, y'all. I'll never forget this. It was a 6 B Camaro. Was it? it was a Camaro. It was black. It was one of them. Anyway, my husband thought he was going to get that car, y'all. We driving it for a few days. Every time we come on the lot, they didn't mind us coming on the lot because they knew we would always grab a car. So he had me driving to work. Child, I drove that car to work. I couldn't even hear what the lady was saying. It was so loud. In my mind, I said, if he think that we're going to get this car, and we got a child, and how is he going to fit in the back seat? What kind of nonsense is this? I wasn't saved then, but I'm going tell you what I did do. I went to that lot, picked me out a monster, and said, you can take this back. <laughs> and I went and told my husband, oh, you couldn't get that one. He couldn't get it because I didn't allow it to be gotten. It was wrong the way I did it. But what I'm saying is, we wasn't on one accord. It was something that he wanted for the loudness and for the, the what you call it, 6B. But I said, how can we do that with a child? What do we look like? Jeremy, big as he is, in the back seat, can't even scratch out his legs and making him happy. Is that foolishness or what? I couldn't go along with that foolishness. And I let him, did I let you know? Yes, I did. We communicated. We had to be on one accord. So this is what I'm saying. When you communicate and you're on one accord, he know me, I know him. Then it was another time. It was which one? GTO, that man in these cars. But when we talked about it and we communicated, he said, that makes sense. It ain't time for me to get that right now. But when you go along with a husband or a wife and you know it's wrong, when you reward evil for good, evil don't leave your house. Some of us go along with our mate to keep them happy and the house go through. No, 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 none of that no more. You got to be open and honest with each other and let them know, no, this is not the time. I'm not signing off on that. That don't line up. How is that going to benefit us? So this is what we have to do. Then there was another time, and maybe in that same car, I turned back in. He was racing the car. Was that the car? Okay, there was another one. See, there was Camaro. He took the car, was racing with my cousin, y'all. Look, I knew something was off. I'm at home. I was saved then with the Lord. I'm spending time with the Lord. So he come in the house. I said, what happened? Why something got to happen? I'm a grown man. His eyes just as bust, just as red as they can be. I say, he kind of off. So when he opened the refrigerator, I was watching him. I said, he kind of nervous. I said, what you do? I'm a grown man. You want to ask me what I did? I said, okay, no problem. Next thing I know, I said, Lord. You know, I'm going to leave it alone. I get a call from my aunt. She said, man, did you know that your husband and my son was racing? And your husband, he got away, but the, 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 the trooper stopped my son. I said, oh, that's what had happened. So he couldn't deny it then. Had the dealer car too. So let me tell you, the Lord will let you know. The Lord will watch over his word to perform it. He will hasten his word to perform it. So what am I saying, y'all? When you are in prayer, it's about prayer. When you're communicating with God, God will let you know what need to be made known without you saying anything. He will let you hear people conversations that they're talking about without you even being in their house. God will let you know when you're in prayer. When you're communing with him, take time out to fellowship with him. Take time out to spend time with him. Spend time in the word. That's why we need to read the word. How can the Holy Spirit bring back the word to our remembrance or reveal it and make it known if we're not in it? If we only choose to get in it when we're down and out or when we feel like there's no other help but the word. It's time for us to open up our hearts.
and ask the Lord to breathe on me. Let me give you the scripture about the word of God, hearing him through the word. 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17, it says, All scriptures is inspired by God. That means it's the breath of God. So when we go into the word of God, it's God speaking. It is the breath of God. And it's useful for teaching, for showing people what is wrong in their lives, refuting error, rebuking, for correcting faults, and for teaching how to live right, training in righteousness. 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17. Look what the word does. The word teach, the word rebuke, it brings correction, and it tells us how to live righteously before God. So do y'all wonder why the enemy don't want you in the word? He don't want you to be taught. He don't want you to live a righteous life. He don't want you to be corrected. So he's going to keep the word far from you. Verse um, 17 says, using the scriptures, the person who serves God will be capable, competent, having all that is needed, fully equipped to do every good work. So when we use the scriptures, we can be fully equipped capable of doing every good work the enemy doesn't want that so God speaks to us through his word so we have to be in the word in order for God to speak because the scriptures is God breathing God breathe so I pray that this that I have given you so far has helped you to understand prayer we will be able to hear God when we get into the word of God And God speaks in other different ways. And we're going to go over the other ways that God speaks. Amen. Tonight, did this help anyone in here? And tell me how it helped you. Was anyone helped? Could someone come up and share with um, the ones that's online how it helped you? Or if there's somebody online that want to call in to say how it helped you tonight, feel free to call my husband's phone. Okay. Nobody got help tonight. It's good to know. Come on up, Kim, and I think Erica's coming up too. The word tonight really confirmed what I've been thinking on lately, how I need to be more in prayer, more connected to the word of God so I can hear him and I can have more of a relationship with him. Um, We get the word in here all the time, and it's just really confirmation on where God wants us to be with him, especially living in a day and time now where you can't believe what you see. Everything that's supposed to be right is wrong. Everything is wrong, supposed to be right. And you need to know what God says and what God says is right and wrong. And we'll know it through his word. It was something else I meant to say, and I can't remember what it was. But um, just like I was talking to, well, no, I'm going to say this. It's been times, Pastor mentioned this. You know, when she's teaching, she's hearing what God says. It's not anybody came back and told her anything. And years ago, I remember talking to a member in the church. And it was many times, like, I could have a normal conversation on the phone with a member that week. And then Pastor would bring a word through Sunday service concerning what we talked about. And I remember this one time I went to the member and I was like, did you tell pastor what I said? <laughs> and um, she was like, no, I ain't talked to pastor. But I learned from being in here, God loves us that much that he's even, I mean, he hears us. So he knows what we're talking about. He knows what we're concerned about. He knows what to bring to the house. So that's why it seemed like whenever she's preaching or in the uh, message, it seems like she's speaking to one of us or a few of us or all of us because we need to hear it it's his word i had a a client that came in today and she was asking me about the church and she said i've uh invited her before to my church i don't know i think she's been to quite a few but 
she said, uh, I guess pastor didn't come to all of the invitations. I said, well, she's an apostle. She's a prophet. So she hear God when it's time for her to go. If it ain't that time yet, she ain't going to go just because she was invited. And I was like, just because you invite somebody don't mean they supposed to come and speak. You know, they got to be led to speak. And just like with her teaching us and speaking, she's hearing God. And um, I was going to say something else. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, What was I getting ready to say about that? But God is just so real. And he cares and loves us that much. He does teach us. He does rebuke. And he rebukes us because he does love us. He wants to see us on the right path and do right. It don't feel good to the flesh, but he he loves us that much. It's like we love our children that much. We uh, chastise them, and they don't like it. They don't feel like we love them at the time. Even good teachers out there, that is tough on your on your students, on their students. The students might feel like they don't love them, but it's because they know what they're capable of doing. They know that they could do more. So that's how God is with us. And if we learn um, what his word is saying, then we will be able to uh, be able to do what his words say do. When she was teaching about um, learning to hear God's voice, something happened at work last night, and I said, thank you, Lord, for... Let me hear you because we had a situation and one of the nurses said something and I was going to say something back to her and I, she says, don't say that. Just do what you're supposed to do and go on and get your work done. And I said, thank you, Lord, for not letting me say anything to her because that would have been wrong of me. Even though it was a, it was a tough situation and they was, whenever, whenever somebody comes in to have a baby, I'll tell you like this. When somebody comes to have a baby and they come in ready to have a baby, the nurses just get all plastic like da 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 we need this need I'm like do y'all realize this is a process I gotta do what I gotta do first before you can do what you gotta do. If I don't do what I gotta do that baby's still gonna come. So she was in there running around I'm like thank you Lord for not letting me say anything to her. I did what I had to do and went straight home. Um, I appreciate the teaching because it's awesome to know that God loves us so much that um, the word is perfect because it comes from him. And so if we we don't have to question um, God's motives like man, you know, sometimes man will tell us and it might just be their opinion. And they may or may not, you know, be trying to they might just be, you know, want to make us feel good or or whatever. But. When, you know, when God gives you a word, you know it's true and you know you can depend on it and rely on it. And um, I just thank God for the Holy Spirit and his part of it, too, that, um, you know, when he unctions us. And um, so, you know, and you can always go and find, um, when the Bible talks about two or more witnesses, you can always go and find, God will give you another scripture, you know, to reference back to, um, you know, what what he gave to you. So I just, um, I appreciate it, and I thank God. I wish that, um, I wish I'd have had this teacher a long time ago <laughs> and, and learned, because when we first got started, I can remember them saying, you hear God, and I did hear God, but I didn't realize I was hearing God. I thought it was like my own, you know, thoughts in my head. And so um, it's awesome when we know, and so that we know that if it's, if it's something good, we know it's come from God. And I'm not talking about rebuke. I'm just saying, you know, because we know when we mess up and, you know, and he'll get on to us. But um, if he's given us a, advice on to stay, to go, what to do, we know that his advice is perfect and there's a reason for it. And um, if we learn to rely on that and relax in that, we won't get, um, we won't try to rush things and, um, do things before time. I think that's been the biggest um, thing of peace is learning not is just to wait on him and know, okay, God, I'm going to stand here, stand still and not move on this until I get the, a release from it. And when we learn to do that, it saves us so much anxiety. 
And so I just thank God for, you know, that um, he's con- he loves us so much. He's continuing to, you know, um, to teach us. That's it. Was there anyone else before we come on, Sister Denise? The teaching helped me tonight because I'm one of the ones that love to keep peace and, you know, keep everybody happy. That's that's the type of person I am. But I'm learning that if I stay in the Word and get a better relationship than I have with God, then when these things come, I know how to deal with them. You know, um, I could stop trying to be a people pleaser. Having a relationship with God, I should be a God pleaser, not a person pleaser. And when you raised up like that, you know, that, you know, it's always long as everybody else happy, it don't matter how I feel. Long my surroundings, everybody around me are happy. That's just the way I was kind of raised because that's the way my grandma and granddaddy was. You know, long as we were happy, no matter what they went through, you never knew it. It's like they was always happy. But the older I got, I saw that you can't be happy all the time. So, you know, I know something is going on. And I'm learning if you don't ever go through nothing, you won't have nothing to tell nobody. You won't have a testimony to help nobody. And I learned that if you don't ever go through nothing, you better check yourself. That means something is wrong with you. That means that you're not on the right path. But I'm learning to get a relationship with God. I'm trying to learn to put him first. And when I put him first, it's like if you just stay in that world, you won't be, I won't be getting in all this trouble and stuff I be getting myself into. I won't be trying to keep friends. You know what I mean? Because you want to please this one and you want to please that one. And because you love everybody. I mean, there's a lot of people I love. I just love them and I have so much compassion for them. Sometimes I want to tell them what's right. God be unctioning me to. But then I feel as though I don't want to hurt their feelings. And then I'm hurting God's feelings. So I just got to, you know, stay in his word and ask God for Holy Ghost boldness. Because I remember one time I was bold with the word. You know, whatever God was telling me to say, you know, I'd say it to people. But when you get hurt so much, then you kind of pull yourself back. And then you don't want to open up your mouth and tell nobody nothing because you're going to be a people pleaser. But you can't be a people pleaser. You got to be a God pleaser. I have a text which is Missy. And she was saying that communication, sometimes your mind is racing with all that you have to do and you can't hear what God is saying. But if we are in constant communication with him, we will hear him say, slow down and do this first and then that. He will give you the order in which you should do things and then you won't be all over the place because he's directing your path. Good word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do we have anything else before we dismiss? Okay, I'm going to ask Najina to dismiss us in prayer.